What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Successes Within Reach podcast, season three, episode four. Questions from the audience, part three. Once again, this is the Successes Within Reach podcast, season three, episode four. Questions from the audience, part three. Once again, I'm joined by my brother, Mr. Corey Sigu. How you doing out there, sir? I'm all good. As long as I don't freeze tonight, I'm I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> no doubt I hear that. All right. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind you, as always, you can join in the conversation and submit your questions and comments at www.facebook.com slash podcast. And we definitely want you to join in this week because this episode is all about you. Once again, it's questions from the audience. You know, you always hear me say, send your questions in. We will get them live on the air. We're dedicating multiple episodes this season um, to getting the questions that you send in the DMs, that you drop in messages, that you email, all of that good stuff. Um, so make sure you join in this episode. We'll get them live on air. For those um, that don't, just make sure you drop them in the inbox and we'll make sure we get them on the next time we do this episode. Uh, once again, it's at www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. All right, let's get started. So the first question comes from Andrew G. He says, how do I determine if I should start accepting crypto and or afterpay payments for my business? Mm, I mean, that's a good one. Um, since crypto has been like so, so big right now, even even after payments, I think. So let me start with like Afterpay or like Klarna, anybody, anybody like that. Uh, personally, for me, I think um, I think it depends on how much risk you want to run. Um, you know, depending on the service, uh, I personally believe that people should get paid for their time. So if you are offering some type of coaching service, some type of whatever service is probably higher ticket um you know and uh, you run the risk of saying okay do i want somebody to get all my knowledge and then back out you know on a second payment do i want somebody to make one payment uh per month and then just back out at the time it can be an option you know to convert some people that may not have the money at the time but to be honest with you i personally believe uh you know if you don't if the individual doesn't have the money at the time where depending where you are in your business can you take that hit for whether you you obtain that full amount or not um as far as crypto goes i i would be honest i probably would scale my business to a sizable amount before i start accepting crypto um that can get a really dicey as far as like how to accept the payment um what does it cost to process that payment what are you getting um taxed on based on that payment i mean there's a lot of even at this moment there's a lot of banks that are making people convert it to a different type of currency than to buy crypto and all that stuff so i definitely think that people you definitely need to scale that business to a sizable amount to where 
those fees like people people underestimate to say to have a safe business you need some type of payment processor you need some type of like legal payment not cash app uh <laughs> but i did hear cash app had a business like they have business <laughs> cash app now so let me not do that with them but you need some type of some type of uh transaction uh service that will protect you if they they try to charge back try to do anything like that um crypto i would definitely say most small businesses are far from accepting payment like that success leaves clues right look at what businesses currently are accepting crypto most of them are really big companies most of them are like giant entities um yeah so i, I that that's what i would say on that one um i don't even know where to start on this one you know i, I think you hit some really good points because if you are a small business don't grow too big too quickly because that will actually lead to your demise. Um, as far as afterpay goes and, and all of those other type payment, you know, avenues like that. If you have a product, I would say, sure, you can look into it. But like Corey said, if you have a service uh, based business, I don't think you want to do that because you have to give them the service first before you receive all of the payments. And like he said, there's nothing stopping them from saying, OK, well, I already got my coaching or already got, you know, the, the wedding planner services or already got whatever designed for me. Who's who's to say I have to make the other three payments? And now you're in this huge dispute and this battle trying to get the rest of your money. And it's a headache that you just don't need. Um, but if you have a product based service, sure, you can look into it. But do you really need it? And, and that's the thing. You know, it's business is it's just like your personal life. It's wants versus needs. Yeah, a lot of people are, are taking after pay and, and a lot of services like that, but do they really need it? You know, same thing as people taking Google Pay, Apple Pay, whatever the case may be. Are you putting it on there just to say I have it and you think it makes your website look cool? Or is it really functional and allowing you to service extra clients? And, you know, you're, you're seeing that every week or every month as you're looking at your balance sheet. Otherwise, stick, you know, stick with the basics, you know stick with PayPal or Square or, you know, the, the companies that are reputable that have been back for years and years, you know who you can contact, you know, if something goes wrong. And as far as crypto goes, Andrew, I'm, I'm going to just say it like this. If, if your business is doing at least 50 million a year, fine, look into it. Otherwise, don't even worry about it. You know, um, there, there are too many unknowns there are too many liabilities and it's just not worth it if you're a small business you know uh, mark cuban want, wants to start accepting crypto for the dallas mavericks okay that's different that's a billion dollar you know professional basketball team you know um footlocker or, or macy's or some of these other companies may look into stuff like that eventually that's fine they're billion dollar companies if you're barely doing 50 75,000 a year or or barely hitting six figures it's not even worth it it's not even worth it you're, you're going to open yourself up to a whole lot more headaches that you don't need and you got to think about it this way if it's not broke don't fix it there's no need for you to recreate the wheel with your business if you're already generating revenue and you have regular customers that are coming in why why throw another four or five different options at them if they're already set and and patronizing your business you know with what you already have in place just keep it going as is man 
No, and I think you I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Like uh, even that specific figure, 50 million. Like if you're not doing 50 million, crypto is a hot thing right now. We're so far from being able to accept the payments and all that stuff. You need like you need the proper like even inf- you need the infrastructure for you to be able to do that. Like much less like I'm trying to think about all the things you would probably need in order to get uh let's say an ethereum or something like nfts are hot right now right and i believe you have to i don't know very much about them but you have to like buy them with crypto or something that's that's a whole infrastructure these places are having to build to be able to process those payments to give you the nft and all that other stuff so i i honestly would just focus on actually scaling the business don't worry about taking those two types of payments most definitely you know like i said I understand a lot of things are hot. They grab your attention. You see everybody on social media talking about it, but keep it simple. Whatever is already working for your business, keep doing that until you've mastered that and then move on to something else. Don't just jump on fads and whatever the the latest social media trend is. I'm telling you, you will set yourself up every single time. All right. This next one is all for you, Core. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Keith says, how do I know when I built my business, um, when I built my business, oh, stable enough to quit my nine to five? Oh, so that, I mean, the, 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 the question is simple. Can you buy yourself? Mm. Like if you can't buy yourself, if you've not done the work to write down, what are your bills? What, uh, what are your expenses? What lifestyle are you currently living? Um, what are some and then then on top of that, write that down. So, you know, your expenses, you know, your your um, maybe think your lifestyle that you want to live, your vacations that you're currently going on and all that stuff. Unless you say, hey, you know what? We'll scrap all that. I hope you don't have a girlfriend or a wife, or, you know, whatever, whatever. And that, that person's going to be like, let's talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. But what you want to do is you want to you want to map those expenses out. Right. And then also, also what a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize, which I try to preach to them because they're like, man, I'm just about to quit my job. You probably need 20 percent on top of that. Because like everybody wants to, man, I just want to quit my job and I'm going to focus on my business and my dream. And I was just having this conversation the other day, Shannon. I said, man, it's a whole lot of people that's looking for jobs on uh, on Facebook right now. But six months ago they were like man i'm about to pull everything out of my 401 mm-hmm. like i'm just gonna make that and then i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be doing big business at this point point. and this stuff's harder than y'all think yeah so number one expenses what does it cost to be you every single month if you're making that in your business add 20 percent on top of that and then you probably are okay to to go ahead and quit your business and that's not even considering do you have enough money saved because entrepreneurship is different. You may make ten thousand in a month one month. You may make nothing the next month. Yeah. You may make five hundred dollars for three straight months every month, and then all of a sudden you got a sixty k month. You just never know when it's really gonna hit. So basically, you want to have some type of some type of cushion for you. You understand how much it costs to be you, meaning expenses. What are all my bills? What's my lifestyle looking like? And do I want to continue that? And then on top of that, go 20%. I would say one of the other most underutilized things that people don't consider is insurance. Because mm-hmm. your job is paying insurance at like $60 a month or something like that, right? You go get your own insurance. You may, who knows what that may cost you. 
like if you have a family who knows how much that costs for each you know each dependent in your household so you want to make sure you do all that research on the side to figure out how much it actually costs to be you all right so keith you say how do i know when i built my business stable enough to quit my job on top of what Corey said how much does it cost to be you how do you know when your business is stable enough when you have hit um a substantial figure for at least i'm gonna say at least 12 months straight do you have consistent sales month after month for a year straight not like Corey was just talking about where you have entrepreneurs that will have a five-figure month and then a three-figure month and then a no-figure month mm-hmm. you know not we're, we're not talking about that that roller coaster of entrepreneurship is your business successfully hitting its goals every single month for a year straight if you're not doing that you need to clock in tomorrow morning and go to work yep first and foremost because your the stability of your business is not just oh i got a thousand followers oh i got ten thousand followers oh i made thirty thousand dollars this year on my business things seem cool it, it, it's so much harder than that please do not let social media make you quit your job a whole lot sooner than you should people make it look a whole lot easy easier on social media than it really is there are times where like you said you'll have a fifty thousand dollar client and then it might be another three or four months before you get another client it happens like that until your business is actually stable and not just stable but stable and progressing you know you don't want to just be stagnant and hitting the same five ten fifteen thousand dollars every single month what what does your growth look like what is your growth rate you know so if your business is not steadily progressing you're not hitting all of your income goals you're not hitting your clientele goals your customer acquisition goals on top of like corey was alluding to what does it cost to be you then i suggest you keep clocking in every morning and, and work that nine to five until you build your business out properly you know there there are too too many things at stake when you quit your job and it's all on you yeah now shannon something else i also want people to realize though is like once you like i want you to understand a lot of people my opinion i would say most people do not scale their business i'm not talking to solopreneurs that don't have to have anybody work with them they're perfectly fine saying hey i work for myself um i don't need to hire anybody I don't I'm not trying to scale it past than what it is. I'm perfectly fine understanding that if I don't work, I don't get paid. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to build a business where one day you're, you're, you're trying to have people do the work for you, you need to also realize and understand for yourself. Am I at a point? And this is I guess this is just bonus content at this point. Am I at a point or what point am I going to get to that I haven't just and I'm, I'm talking to those people who's like, I'm just quit my job. That way I can run my own business. You just created another nine to five, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. At what point can you scale this business to where you can wake up in the morning and ask somebody how my business is doing? What's the numbers? What's the reports? How did we do yesterday? When you be, when you can scale it and have people answer those questions for you, that's when you really start to get into that. I, I'm not working on the business. I'm not in the business currently. Like I'm I'm checking on that and I'm moving on to the next thing. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you another mistake a lot of entrepreneurs make. They may look at 
oh, I just made $50,000. I just made $100,000. I just made $250,000. I'm good. I can quit my job. I'm, that's more than I was making on my job, and I'm, and I'm good. Actually, you haven't fully counted the cost of not just how much it costs to be you, but how much it costs to run your business full time. See, up until that's this hard. point, you've had that fallback of your nine to five. You don't even know your numbers for how much it costs to run your business full scale, 24-7, 365. So you, you put a, a few dollars in here, a few dollars there. You pay for a few Facebook ads. You pay for a few Google ads. Bam. When you quit your job and you're doing your, your business full scale, I need you to be putting five ten thousand $10,000 into your marketing and advertising. And that's per month. Mm-hmm. That's not per year. The people that do this for real, <laughs> that's what they're spending per month. Some of them per week. There's a few people I've spoken to that are doing that per week. They're seeing the returns, though, so it's worth it. You can spend $10,000 a week on Facebook ads when it's bringing you back $65,000 a week in sales. You know, yep. So think about those things, too, as well, like corset insurance. You know, Think about do you have at least 6 to 12 months of savings, you know, when you don't have that nine to five, that's going to still pay you because you broke your leg or you broke your arm and you're out of work. If you get hurt, who's running your business? Right. There, there is no more sick leave. There is no more, you know, family leave because you want to go to a funeral or because you got hurt or because your car won't start. You got to figure all of that out. So count, count the full cost before you just say, all right, I'm making a little money here or I'm making more than my yearly salary. I'm out because I'm, I'm telling you social media, YouTube, all of these things, they are not telling the full story. Yep. There are a whole lot of people that have quit their nine to five and ended up homeless in that same year mm-hmm. because they did it too soon. Listening to somebody else that was only giving you half of their story. Right. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this too. Um, I'm just talking to every, everybody that knows me listening right now. I'm just calling out a lot of y'all because y'all, I try to give advice. I try to, I try to lead y'all to the right direction. Um, but I hear a lot of people that's like, man, I'm gonna do the, uh, and I'm not knocking anybody for taking a chance on themselves. So don't y'all are not about to roast me at the stake on the internet. <laughs> um, health insurance, um, life insurance. Um, what else did I hear? Oh, ladies the lashes the the hair products all that stuff i understand you have a dream i understand you have some things that you want to do and you're trying to get some financial freedom and call your own shot it takes time to build this type of stuff that book of business that you have to grow for those health insurances that life insurance stuff it's the same book of business that any other business has to go it's just called clientele at that point right Mm -hmm. so understand that this stuff takes time and just because you start getting a little bit of sales here and there doesn't mean you're ready to take that step. Like a lot of people fall into this pitfall because their friends buying stuff with them or their, their friends are supporting them, their family supporting them. You haven't actually started the game if you haven't sold to anybody outside that circle. So mm-hmm. I just want people to understand that like just because you made a little bit of money right now and your friends and everybody supported you initially until you start getting them sales where you know it's it's uh you know jenny from the block from wisconsin that's buying buying your lashes or you know or 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 david is coming to you for whatever product or you selling a shoe or something until you sell to a perfect stranger 
you honestly the game really hadn't even started yet facts facts you know i i tell that to people all the time if the only sales that you have are people that you know you don't have any sales yet let me say that one more time if the only sales that you have are from people that you know you don't have any sales yet all you have are family and friends that are being supportive that's it you you have not made a, a true legitimate customer yet you have not made a true legitimate sale yet because guess what your family and friends aren't going to continue buying from you every single month they can't be your only customer you need to learn how to build your business, learn about customer acquisition, learn about marketing, learn about branding, all of that type of stuff. All right, this next one we have uh, is from Sean. He says, I keep seeing people online say outsource uh, my admin or a tedious work to people overseas for pennies on the dollar, but I feel that's taking advantage of people in less fortunate countries. What's your take? You want to go or you want me to go on now <laughs> so for me it it's like this it, it comes down to whatever you're comfortable with sean i feel like there is no right or wrong answer for this and the reason being uh companies outsource every single day that's a part of business it's a part of business plain and simple um some people want to only have employees or contractors from the country that they reside in and that's fine some people will go and say okay i'm spending ten dollars per contractor here but i can spend 420 if i go to x country there's nothing actually wrong with that because they're saving money for their business if you feel that your uh, morality, I guess, is saying that you feel like it's taking advantage because people, the you know, the dollar is, is less in another country or you feel like um, they're less fortunate and they're they're doing jobs for pennies on the dollar, then don't do it. You know, don't do it. You never sacrifice your morals, your values, your ethics for a dollar ever. Plain and simple. I don't care what your business is. I don't care how up you are or how down you are in your business. You never sacrifice who you are. So if you feel like using, you know, whether it's Fiverr or Upwork or any of these websites, which I feel like you're talking about, uh, that people go to to outsource this this work, or you know, where over here in the United States, someone may charge you two hundred dollars, and if you go on one of these sites, the person may only charge you twenty five bucks. If that bothers you and keeps you up at night, don't do it. That that's the best advice I can give you. Like there, there is no right or wrong answer. It's all in what you feel comfortable with, and if you feel like you're sacrificing your morals and values for a dollar. Yep. And I think, I think honestly, um, to add to what you're saying is also you got to shift your mind to also think about these people sign up for these jobs. No one's over there forcing them to do these jobs. Um, so yes, it may be pennies on the dollars compared to what you would get paid in America. That might be a lot to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm not talking about any job that's like treating people bad and it's like sweatshop style stuff or nothing like that. Um, uh, you know, and it's like some type of abuse going on, but if I'm paying someone to handle my customer service needs or my call center needs, um, for less than what it is, you know, 
and like, like Shannon said, unless something morally in your soul is telling you, I just can't support it, then don't do it and don't worry about it. But just realize that people are adults and we're all grown and we all make our own decisions. Uh, I understand that certain companies, or I should say certain countries, certain certain things are in place and you got to do what you got to do. But just mm -hmm. realize that somebody signed up for that job to do that job. And, it, and to be honest with you, like I said, outside of abuse, outside of like terrible working conditions and all that stuff, which we really can't control, to be honest with you. At a certain point, you actually are probably helping somebody pay their bills because you've outsourced to them because now that particular company can stay afloat because they have your business. Definitely, you know, and, and in particular for the, the um, various websites that have people that are independent contractors, like Corey said, they signed up for that. They they signed up for that website, put themselves on there and said, for this amount of money, I'm willing to do X services for your company. It's, it's hard to argue with that when it's something that they're volunteering to do. You know, now, again, like you said, if you find out they're, you know, they're stealing from people, they got them living in crazy, you know, inhumane conditions and all of that type of stuff, that's a whole nother ballgame, whole nother story. But in the event, you know, that a person signed up and they're volunteering their professional services, you can't control that, you know, your dollar, you know, is, is maybe 45 or 55 cents in whatever country that they're in. That's not, that's completely out of your control, man. Completely out of your control. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is the Successes Within Reach podcast, season three, episode four, questions from the audience. We have come to our first break. This break is brought to you by the CEO within you. We'll be right back. Again, I am your host, Shannon Smith. This is the, the Successes Within Reach podcast, season three, episode four, questions from the audience. I am joined by employee engagement specialist, podcaster, entrepreneur, and success coach, Mr. Corey Sigu. Now, Shannon, before we before we move on, I got one thing for everybody listening right now. Mm -hmm. I just want, like, I know we have fun on this podcast. I know we laugh. I know we joke. Uh, I know we give great insight. Um, if we've done anything to, again, make you laugh, if we make you cry, if we hit you in the heart and it hurt, um, share this with somebody, like share the podcast with somebody and furthermore, leave a review, right? A lot of y'all, a lot of you iPhone users is listening to this right now. <laughs> Go to Apple podcast, leave a review, say that Corey's the greatest person that you've ever seen. I'm just kidding. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, just, just leave something, uh, because I know we get a lot of feedback from people. 
um and we want to share this with other people so definitely go ahead and leave a comment uh, or a review um apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, uh spotify um because we don't charge you anything to listen to this and we could be on patreon right now but that's a different story facts <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get back into it all right so this this next one i'm, I'm gonna admit it it made me laugh uh when i saw it just because of how transparent he was uh, so Adam says, like an idiot, I paid for followers to jumpstart my Instagram. And now my numbers are all screwed up and nobody sees my posts. How do I fix this? Well, um, <laughs> well, I'm glad you let you know the first the first part to anything is identifying it, right? And admitting it. Mm-hmm. Um I will be a proponent. I'm gonna just say it on this podcast, please. Everybody, anybody's listening to this that's like about to offer me something, stop asking me if I want to buy followers and also stop asking me if I want to be featured in your fake news. <laughs> now that that's out the way. <laughs> the way that you overcome this is that you continue to build the organic uh, reach, I should say. Uh, a lot of this stuff, we get throttled. Um, I mean, I look at some of my videos sometimes and some of them will get 150 views and then some of them have seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you want to do, honestly, get out in front of people, share it with people, send it to people directly so they can see it. Um, another quick tip is posting it to your story, um, post it to your story and it will notify a lot of people. If you haven't done it in a while, Hey, how about you? look? How about you take a look at this? Mm-hmm. Um, I even see Facebook doing now, um, even though you're talking about Instagram, I even see Facebook doing now, if somebody posts a story. It's like so-and-so posted a story, what you think. Yeah. You know, um, so you definitely need to, you you have an uphill battle to fight. You got to get organic reach uh, to organic followers. Um, Shannon just talked about like going against your morals and stuff. For anybody listening to this, learn the lesson that he's already admitted that, look, man, I bought the followers or whatever. Um, do me a favor and only rock with the people that you want to rock with. Like if if I'm not, if you're not trying to be in a room with me, um i'm not really trying to be there right uh one of my favorite rappers kevin gates he said uh you know if i'm not if i'm not invited to the party or whatever like i don't go to parties that i'm not wanted at. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a stay in rooms that i need to be in um so that's really what it is you just have an uphill battle to fight as far as getting in front of people getting those people to save your uh your your posts getting people to share it with other people um yeah man and then also probably probably i know instagram is giving a lot more reach to reels and stuff right now so you want to post what what instagram is going to put out there for you for other mm-hmm. people to see the most all right so adam 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 first and foremost i appreciate your transparency because admitting that you made the mistake is the first thing second thing i need you to do is go to your bathroom get the light on look yourself in the mirror and promise yourself you're never going to do this nonsense again. <laughs> Third thing I need you to do is go back through your Instagram. This, so th- I'm going to give you step by step how you clean this mess up. Go through your Instagram. Click on every account that you had, whoever uh, that you paid ad, and delete all of them. That's the first thing. Because every time you post, the algorithm is looking at the demographic of everybody that you follow. So Mm -hmm. if you live in the United States or you live in Canada or you live in wherever and you just bought 
five, 10, 15, 20,000 followers and they're all in Russia or China or Africa or Puerto Rico or wherever, then your stuff is only getting shown to people in those countries. So that's the first thing I need you to do. Go back through your followers and how many of you follow, you got to take the long task of deleting all of those people. And, and consider a punishment to yourself for this nonsense that you did. <laughs> so delete all of those uh, fake accounts off your page. Once you do that, wait about a day, let your algorithm start resetting, and then start posting after about 24 hours after you delete all of those fake accounts. And like Corey said, then you want to start utilizing Instagram for what it's supposed to be. You know, use the, the post feature, use the stories feature, use the reels feature. You know, make sure that you're posting quality content. Don't just post just to post. Your followers will come if you're putting out quality content. If you're just putting out nonsense and just trying to get followers just to, to flex, you're on there for the wrong reason. It doesn't work like that. If you're really trying to build your business through Instagram, put out quality content, people will come. People will come. I'm, I'm telling you, it will happen. It may be slow, maybe slower than some other people, but they will come. Next thing is you need to start engaging with people. When people leave comments on your page, engage with them. Don't just click like, don't just put a smiley face emoji or don't just put a thumbs up emoji. Actually engage with people that took the time to chat your content and leave a comment. Beyond that, you need to find the, I say, top five or 10 pages that are in your niche and start interacting with people on those pages as well. The algorithm will start then saying, okay, this is the space you're in. This is the space of the people you network. Let's start sharing your stuff with people that are in their network as well and vice versa. So you have to learn how the Instagram algorithm actually works. But first and foremost, like I say, you got a huge cleanup task at hand because you got to get rid of all of the fake profiles that you paid for before the, the numbers will start becoming more genuine. Otherwise, it's going to be putting it out there in the universe to all of the nonsense pages that you pay for or the countries, rather, people from those countries. And they may not be your, your target audience or your target customers that you're trying to gain. Yeah, I would say the last part to that, though, Shannon, is um, understanding that like and this is for people who are thinking about paying for followers who have considered it, who then had the CVV code ready to input on the thing understand that you're building a following for a reason you're building a following so that people can actually follow you not for the number but so people can follow you uh ultimately when you try to convert that into sales when you have a business you want them to be organic followers who really rock with you right mm -hmm. um and also realize that having a lot of followers isn't everything because can shannon's mentioned himself engage with the people can you engage with twenty thousand people who may comment on your photo can you really service 20,000 people who are, you know what I'm saying? Like that will, that will send you something or they're sending you messages about help. Sometimes, you know, a smaller boat is bigger than a bit uh, is better than a bigger one because I can pivot at any moment mm -hmm. and, and you know, Oh, the wind's going this way. I can go that way with that really big boat. I got to start, I got to start whipping and eventually I'll get into that direction. But just realize like, are you even ready for that big of a following? Because sometimes the smaller, the better, um, but as long as they're organic and they rock with you, just realize that you're trying to build a following that when you present an offer to them, they will probably buy into what you're selling. Yeah. And and the people that really rock with you, they're going to share your stuff as well. 
you know, so you're, you're going to get in front of the people that you're trying to, as long as you are consistent and putting out quality content, because you got to think about it, Adam, if you have 10, 15, 20, hundred thousand followers, but people go and look at your posts and you only get one like, you only get two likes, you only got one comment, or you have 25,000 likes, but no comments, people can do the math. It's, it's, it, I swear it's not hard to figure out, you know, when, when you have a person who just started their business, not even 30 days ago, and they already got a hundred thousand followers. Come on, man. And, and all of them are names you can't pronounce. You go click on the, the pages and all of them, they only follow one or two people. Like you, you can tell the bot pages easily. Oh, yeah. That's not what you want when you're building your business. That's going to make people go away from what it is that you're trying to put out, whether it's a product or a service. That's not what you want. So do it the right way. There's plenty of information out there for you to learn, you know, and, and Instagram even puts it out, letting people know every time they do a, a change or update to the algorithm. Just take the time, become a student of the game, figure out how the numbers work and then put out content that's going to coincide with those numbers to get you the results that you want. Don't try to cheat the process. I'm telling you, it's it's not gonna turn out well right. in your favor. And I'm gonna I'm gonna save I'm gonna save you one last trauma in your life. Again, don't go get featured on one of these magazines. We've all we already know. <laughs> we don't know what <laughs> I've been I've been featured in Forbes kind of sort of article, entrepreneur of the year, and you've you've been in business for six, seven days. Please don't go do that. Yahoo Financial Services by by uh by SeatGeek. That is not the site you want to be on. Yeah. Yeah. So we 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 thoroughly understand and don't let them don't let them, you know, talk you into it's going to build your your reputation and your expertise or whatever. Don't do it. Don't do it. And uh and Adam if if you still need help beyond that, like I said, you know, like I always say, just make sure you can reach out to either one of us, hit us up. I, I put our Instagrams on here uh several times throughout the show. All right. This next one is uh <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh he says, My wife is a web designer and I let her create a website for my new online business, and I absolutely hate it. Uh do I leave it to keep the peace? Or do I scrap it and do it myself? So, Ibrahim, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and um, <laughs> see a lot of times when I'm dealing with leaders, we have to call that finding a root cause. Mm -hmm. um, and what I'm finding here, uh, what, are, what, are, what are the hit people say nowadays, Shannon? It's giving uh, communication issues. <laughs> um, because if you can't be transparent with your wife and say, hey, you know what, babe, that's really not what I'm looking for right now. Yeah. You know, um, can we work on it? Can we switch it up a little bit? Like, this is the direction that I'm trying to go. And if she gets mad at that, oh, we have a deeper problem. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a whole another podcast. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that's the show. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, you have a deeper problem. Uh, so you really want to. I mean, I, I believe that transparency is key. I understand that all truths are not necessary at certain times. But if it's coming towards you building something and to be honest with you, ask yourself if you're doing a service to your wife, if she provided a service to you and it was incorrect. Um, if it's somebody think about if she gave somebody else some type of work and that was also incorrect, but they never gave it a feedback to it. 
Mm-hmm. You can put compassion behind it. You don't have to come at it and be like, man, woman, I told you it's not right. Like nobody's trying to hear that stuff. Right. And the defenses fly up. But yeah. at the end of the day, if you as her partner can't give her feedback on the type of work that she did, y'all, y'all really got to start looking at each other and saying, how do, do we have some communication issues? So I say, let it fly, man. And just come at it with compassion. You're trying to see the best for her. like, you're you're an opportunity for her to write some things in life that may that may come from a different customer. So mm-hmm. understand that you're actually helping her because if she fixes it with you, she may run across that problem with a different person and she knows how to handle it versus her losing money or not having to give a refund because she gave somebody the wrong thing. Well, y'all, y'all got some questions on this episode <laughs> here. So uh, first things first, sir. The fact that you even said, do I leave it to keep the peace or scrap it and do it myself? That, that's the issue. It's not that she did a website that you don't like. Like Corey said, you, you got some communication issues here. Uh, I even take it a step further. You say, do I leave it to keep the peace because you lied and said that you liked it? Facts. Let's just call it what it is. You, you lied and said that you liked the website. You probably told her that you loved it. It was dope and all of this. And then you went in the bathroom and, and got mad. He cried in the shower. So, yeah, you, you know, you went outside and rain and cried. So first things first, let's talk about the fact that you lied about the fact that you liked it and you and you didn't. You should have kept it a buck with her and said, you know, sweetheart, I appreciate all of the time that you took. I appreciate, you know, your efforts and this, this, and this. However, this is what I had in mind for my website. Or, you know, this is what I gave you. However, this is what I feel like the final output is. Let's see if we can tweak it a bit. But that's not what you did. You went and lied and said you loved it. And now you're trying to figure out how do you backtrack. You can't always moonwalk out of that. You should have been honest from the jump. You know, so let's identify that first. Second of all, like Cora said, if she's a web designer and you are an entrepreneur with a new online business, you owe it to the both of you to be honest about this. Because what you don't want is her to do the same type of website for somebody else and they go on Google reviews or they go on Facebook and leave her a horrible review or they go on any of these other professional sites, LinkedIn or whatever, and leave her an absolutely horrible review. And she's like, well, dang, I, I thought I was doing a good job because my husband liked what I did. When you should have just, you know, like I said, kept it honest from the jump and been like, well, actually, this is what you did for another client, but that's not what I wanted for my business. That's your wife. You didn't say this was a coworker. You didn't say this was a contractor. You didn't say this was somebody I met on Facebook. Damn, you said this is my wife. If you can't tell your wife that you don't like something she designed, your website is the least of your your worries. Your website is the least so of your web concern. design therapy. Like y'all need to go see somebody for real because something is going on here that you can't even say you don't like a website. That's what you got to solve first. Is is like we are so far beyond. Do you keep the website or do you scrap it and do it yourself? You got to figure out the communication issues and why you felt you had to lie about liking it in the first place. Instead of being able to just tell her you didn't like the website and ask her to do it again or moment for collaboration, work with her to show her your vision and you both fix it. Come on, man, we we, we got to do better. 
we got to do better. Especially, like I said, you said this is your wife. You didn't say, like I said, it's not a coworker. It's not a contractor. It's not somebody you collaborating with off of Twitter. This is your wife. Come on, bro. If there's anybody you should be able to be real with, is your significant other. Yeah, like we we, we got to do better, Ibrahim. We got to do better. Like I I, I want to invite you to the show for. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him call in. Tell him like, the number. Bro, it's so many layers to that one. All right. This next one is a little sticky as well. Uh, so Russell says, my business partner wants to bring in a third partner. Uh, in parentheses, he put his brother. He said, but I don't want to deplete my 50% ownership. Neither of us are budging. Is there a compromise or do I need to buy him out and find another partner since I created the company? Mm. So look, this is what I'm going to say. We have to understand why we need said brother in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, here's what I'm going to say. I, I, Russell, was it right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Russell, look, I'm going to talk to you real quick. We family, right? If you're going to bring somebody else's brother in, my first thought would be, why do I need to give up any of my equity? If mm-hmm. this person's, if your business partner's brother wants to w- wants to bring them in, uh, I should say, obviously, that's his brother. If your business partner wants to bring his brother in, you should be willing to give up some of your equity to get him in on this deal. Now, here's what I will say. If this person will provide some type of significant value, that equity needs to be split maybe three ways, then I can maybe see that happening. But it definitely sounds like you don't see how he fits into this equation. Simply mm-hmm. by making that comment. So due to that, you need to have a conversation that's saying, I, if if you want him to be a part of this, then you give up the equity. Now, the mm-hmm. other part is understand, and y'all need to have a deeper conversation with each other to say, and again, it sounds like you don't need another partner based on your comment. Have that conversation to say, we went to this, to this business together. There's no need for anybody to be in there. If neither one of us are just gonna or aren't gonna budge, it is what it is. We just won't budge, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can work something out to say, okay, if your brother can come in and do X, Y, Z for us or provide whatever service to us, and then we may pay him as a contractor or something. Look, I'm gonna tell y'all, I done had downfalls before. Understand that you don't have to go into business with everybody to do business with them. Right. You can still have a great relationship with people. You can still be the best of friends with people, but you don't have to sign your name into a business to actually do business with people um that's the best way that i can put it shannon like i I couldn't have said it better you know um i I would just bring it to the table and say hey if we are 50 50 partners i'm i don't see the value that your brother brings him in a partner you're saying you want to add him because he can do abc okay cool we can contract him to do abc but if you are hell bent on him becoming a partner, then deplete your 50% and y'all do 25 each. And then I'll be the majority owner. And then you'll find out just how bad he really wants his brother in there. <laughs> because right. uh, it's easy for a person to say, deplete part of your 50%, I deplete part of mine, and we'll each do 33 and a third. That's the easy conversation. But to say, I don't see the value in bringing in another partner. So you can deplete yours in half and do 25 and 25 and I'll keep my 50. Then you see just how serious he is. Because now you're talking about uh, majority versus minority ownership. 
you're talking about equity, you're talking about shares, you're talking about if the company gets bought out at some point, um, that's going to affect the bottom line as far as how everybody's getting paid. So there are several different ways you can go about this, but to just continue, you know, butting heads and, and being at this stalemate, nothing's getting done. The company is failing when both of the owners are arguing over bringing someone in or not, you know. Furthermore, my question is, and I, I need you to be completely honest and transparent with yourself, Russell. Do you not want this guy in because it's his brother and you feel like they're going to push you out? Or do you really not see the value in a third partner? See, a lot of times we say we don't want someone to do something and it's because we're afraid of being pushed out because you made sure that you stated you created the company. So we understand this is your baby. You feel like this is your child. And I'm wondering, do you feel like if he brings his brother in, then it's always going to be two versus one. And all of a sudden, this company isn't your baby anymore. So if that's the issue, you got to do some soul searching. That's a whole nother conversation. But if it's truly about you don't need a third partner and you can contract his brother for the services, Draft up the contract and bring that to the table. Don't just continue butting heads with your partner because, like I said, nothing productive is going to come from that, and ultimately your business fails. I'd much rather you be honest with yourself and honest with your partner, put something in black and white, bring it to the table, than to just say, okay, hey, we're not going anywhere. I'm going to just buy you out and find somebody else to be a partner, and now you've just ruined a business relationship for no reason. Because there's clearly a comp there's a couple different compromises that can take place within this scenario. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to our second break. This break is brought to you by the Breakthrough Kings. We will be right back after this. Welcome back. Welcome back. Once again, this is the Successes Within Reach podcast, season three, episode four, questions from the audience. I'm your host, Shannon Smith, and I'm joined by my brother, Mr. Corey You. All right. As we get ready to wrap things up, uh, this is a, a pretty interesting question because I feel like a lot of people uh, face this on a daily basis. So Anika says, I'm 23, fresh out of college. And now I don't want a job in the field. I just earned a degree in and she put criminal justice. She said, how do I find what I'm good at that's profitable without going to school again? Ah, well, um, congratulations for joining the club, Anika, uh, because a lot of people and don't feel bad for yourself. A lot of people don't go into the field that they graduated in. Um, I mean, even if you think about myself, like I'm I'm in leadership development, like I'm in employee engagement, like. I have a degree in health administration, basically. Mm. It has nothing to do with what I do. Um, <laughs> um, but the the way, the way, and you're young, right? Like the way I say that, like I'm old. Uh, internally, I'm like 77, though. Uh, my bones hurt as we speak. <laughs> but um, so 
what you really want to do is like you you got to get into that exploration phase um start start understanding like what are you good at right and i i hate when people say like man what's my gift not all the time your gift isn't necessarily what's gonna make you money and be profitable uh and the reason i say that is because like i know a lot of people who are really good at certain things but that's really not what you should be doing right you have a knack i guess you can say uh, and maybe some people can say that's truly your gift um i believe my gift is empowering people and lifting them up to to uh, at this point in time i mean there's plenty of people who've been around me that's just like i've realized some things being around you that i never thought about before um i had to come to that conclusion because there were different phases of my life i had to first figure out what it was because new college graduate going into healthcare, i'm getting published in medical journals i'm like man this is a dream job and then i'm like after a while this ain't it um i didn't feel fulfilled but i was good at it it just wasn't fulfilled but then i had to start to explore what am i truly good at people around me start saying certain things and then you get into the phase of like once those people start to say certain things you're like don't nobody care about that even when i first started speaking i remember somebody on one of my teams they said uh they said man you know you're gonna be on tv one day um and i said man, nobody care what i have to say because i'm in denial at that point i'm not embracing what my true gift is or like what my calling is right mm -hmm. um but i have to explore that i started reading books I started hanging around people who who found their gift. I started getting in the circles of people who say, you know what, this is this is where my lane is. Um, and then and then pursuing that wholeheartedly. I'll be honest with you, get some coaching like they can that can save probably 10 years of your life. That will save your 33 year old self and probably put it into your 24, 25 year old self. And you will understand what direction you should go. Um, honestly get with one of us uh we're more than capable of helping you out on on how you how you interact your behavior um you know just what business you should go into what is your skill set and i say that because shannon a lot of people just because they start to get into things they don't realize what role they need to fill mm -hmm. um you and i had a conversation before everybody's not michael jackson mm -hmm. um and a lot of people a lot of people talk about my personality whether I'm working, whether I'm at an event or whatever. And they're like, man, Corey is always the guy people gravitate to. Well, that's a gift and a curse, though. You don't necessarily want to be the person that somebody's gravitating towards if you're not that type of person. Mm -hmm. uh, I can take it. And I might do a speaking engagement and I talk to everybody and I'm still going. Somebody else might do a speaking engagement and they, they're drained after that. And they're like, man, I got to chill. So you just have to understand where you fit at in that equation, too. It all comes from exploration. So I empower you to explore yourself. What are you good at? What do you enjoy? Um, what comes best naturally to you? I guess you could say too. And even certain times you're going to doubt yourself and say, man, this, this doesn't really come naturally to me, but you're denying it in your own soul. Mm -hmm. Take that time to explore. Take that time to really read up on what, even what's out there in the world. Because 23-year-old me, you know 65 years ago i didn't know what i wanted to do uh i didn't know you know i didn't know what i was good at i didn't you know i just knew that i had to go to school i had to get a job and it's from the environment that i grew up in and then i made the money from there and then i realized it was a scam i'm just kidding um kind of i'm not really kidding um edit that part out i'm just saying um 
but yeah you know what i'm saying like i had to really get to a point to where it's like i had to learn me and, mm-hmm. and before i tried to do anything else i had to really learn me yeah i mean you you hit so many things on the head there you know anika first and foremost congratulations on graduating you know a lot of people don't they, they go to college and they don't finish so first of all congratulations on that uh, second of all i want to say again like Corey alluded to earlier you're not alone you know there are over i think last time i saw uh, the statistic it was like over 60 percent of people working jobs that they didn't go to school for um so you are not alone you know and, and going to school you know originally you were excited about uh what is it criminal justice and for whatever reason now you're saying hey i don't really think i want to do the job that i thought i did you know four or five years ago that's cool however you have to do something say you're 23 you're an adult however you're young enough to where you can kind of experiment uh with a few different jobs a few different career fields figure out what it is you want to do um i ask you this question and this is a question i ask a lot of people when i do consultations with them if money was no object if money was no object all your bills are paid bank account is completely full money is no object what is the one job you would get up and still have a passion to do every single day? Whatever your answer is to that question, that's what you need to start doing. Because see, we, we are all born, we're all designed, we're all created with a talent, with a skill set, with a gift, with a passion, with a purpose. It's up to you to figure out what it is so along the way as we go through school as we go through life we have bills we have you know uh debts we have credit cards we have all kind of things that get in the way and they make us make you know decisions along that that road called life you know and sometimes they push you towards your purpose some a lot of times though they push you away from that because you make a decision based on right now so that's why I posed the question the way I did. If money was no object, what is it that would still get you up every single morning? And the reason why I ask so many people that question is because if you do what you truly love, it'll never feel like work. It may sound cliche, but I promise it is the absolute truth. When you do what you love, it never feels like work. And when you are attaching your passion to your purpose, you can make it profitable. So figure out what it is that you truly have a passion for, what is in your heart, what instinctively comes natural to you. Nobody had to teach you how to do it. You didn't have to watch any videos on it. Nobody had to coach you on it. You didn't have to go and buy, you know, uh, 25, 35 different books out of the, the store to figure out. It instinctively came to you. You knew how to do it. You were good at it and you loved doing it. And once you figure out that thing, then that's when you go and incorporate getting a coach or or talk, speaking with a consultant to figure out how do I start crafting a business around whatever this thing is. You know, whether it's cosmetology, whether it's sports, whether it's teaching, whether it's law, whether it's being a veterinarian, whatever the case may be, how do how do I craft a business around my passion and my purpose? Because that's when you truly start gold. And like I said, it'll never feel like you're doing work and you'll have a joy in doing it 
and people see that, you know, you, you can look at a person and tell if they're just there punching the clock or if they really love what they're doing all the time, whether it's, you know, watching someone speaking on stage, whether it's watching someone at work, whether it's watching a podcast, you can tell when people are just going through the motions and when they really have a joy for what it is that they're doing. So take your time, figure out who you are and what you want out of life, figure out what it is that pulls at your heartstrings and comes to you instinctively and then build from there. You know, 23 years old, Jesus, you, you got <laughs> a whole lot of time to build this thing out. Like, I, I promise you, at 23, most of us had absolutely no damn clue what we were going to end up doing 10, 20 years down the road. I, I can tell you, I'm what I'm doing now is nowhere close to what I was doing at 23. So you, you have plenty of time, Anika. You have plenty of time. And I was just trying to figure out life at 23. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but so before we move on to the next one, though, I do want to talk to people who may have that same mindset that she has when it comes to I just got out of school and I want to address the I want to address the conversation with she or the, or the comment when she said, I have a criminal justice degree. Do I have to go back to school? Understand that we live in a day and age where, tra where skills are transferable mm -hmm. um, all the way down to a waiter or a waitress. That is customer service skills. That's money handling skills like you don't necessarily have to say criminal justice therefore it doesn't equate to director of finance like that ha in today's society as long as you have these particular skills and you can display those skills you can get into certain arenas where you previously weren't able to because of how traditional things were so just understand that you need to identify what that skill set you have is and if let's just say you know what i can't start a business right now i gotta get a job that way i can start funding maybe a business or whatnot at that point you need to understand what what skills do i have and how do i transfer that into a company to make myself marketable uh because a, a lot of times people think linear and they say uh i was just having a conversation with somebody about becoming a consultant for for school districts and they said well maybe i need to go back to school and get a master's degree in some type of educational curriculum development or something that's irrelevant what proof do you have if you mm -hmm. can prove that you can get the result at this point money talks and i need i need you to solve my problem i really don't care what degrees you have can you solve the problem most definitely most definitely all right this uh this next question yeah oh boy so tremaine says how long do you keep building your business before you say enough and throw in the towel forever i'm kidding um, so I'm going to tell you, when I saw it, I was like, what are you doing? The fact that you're even asking a question like that tells me how serious you are about your business, first and foremost. Because if you truly believe in what you're building, you truly believe in your product, or you truly believe in, in the service that you provide, there's no such thing as when enough is enough and I'm throwing in the towel. That tells me as Mark Cuban would say, you're an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur. Because I, I don't know what quitting looks like. I don't know what second place looks like. I don't know what enough is enough looks like. It's either I'm going to be successful today or I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to be successful tomorrow. So first things first, Tremaine, I need you to really figure out, is this what you want to do? 
did you create this business just to walk around and say, hey, I got a business? Or are you truly trying to build a brand and build a business? Because everything about this question is wrong. And I'm going to say you need a coach or a consultant ASAP. Like, not now, right now. Because your, your mindset is completely off. Um, not making money, we can fix that. Not getting customers, we can fix that. Not getting traffic to your website, we can fix that. Everything that gets people down in the dumps, it's just a matter of learning the proper strategies, making the proper adjustments to get you the desired result. But to say how long, how much longer do I keep doing this before I say enough is enough and I throw in the towel, your, your mind, you don't even have a success mindset right now. Yep. So your business is following your mindset. And if that's the mindset you have, then those are the actions that you have. Those are the habits that you have formed. And that's why your business is giving the, the output that it's giving. Like it, it all starts in your mind. Your habits, your behaviors, the way you think, the way what you say, the people that you network with, the things you read, things you listen to, it all starts in your mind. So if if you're already saying, oh, this is getting hard, I can't do this, I'm getting to the point that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about throwing in the towel, hell, you might as well go ahead and, and let it go. Because that attitude would never get you out of where you are right now. You know, we, we just had a comment came in uh, from our Breakthrough Kings Network say, you never lose, you only learn. That's facts. Like, there, there's no such thing as I'm throwing in a towel. Your business, you're supposed to look at your business as, I will be successful come hella high water. Like, the name of 50 Cent's old album, Get Rich or Die Trying. Mm -hmm. Like, fam, there is no throwing in the towel. You spent all the time and all the money on creating this business. Why are you letting it go to the dumpster? You can go ahead, Corey. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, he waxing for y'all right now. Y'all not. I hope y'all caught that. But check, check this. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this much. First and foremost, I don't operate with towels. When I shower, I air dry. Why? Because if I had one to throw, I, like if I don't have one to throw, I'm not throwing it right. Like, and that's right, Mike. Like, get get something for it. Like you already here. You might as well get something for it. There is a thing. If you're thinking about throwing a towel in, you're telling yourself that whatever you provide to somebody, I don't care if it's shoes. I don't care if it's pre-built Lego men. I don't care if it's ring lights that's sitting up there. Like Whatever you're providing for somebody, you're telling yourself that I don't believe in what I'm doing so much that I would rather people not have the experience of having dealt business or having done business with me. And that's why I say, like, I air dry. I come out the shower, blah, blah, I'm air drying. I don't have a towel to throw in. Um, what I'm saying is, is that every day that I wake up, I understand that whether I make money or I don't make money, Shannon just told y'all, what can you what can you do every single day that if money, if money was not involved, would you do every single day? If I'm not obedient to what I do and I know that I don't push further than what I do, someone else is suffering. Because I've helped too many people, <laughs> I've helped too many people bring themselves to a certain position in life to where they were like, didn't even realize I could reach this. 
I've helped too many people understand how to navigate corporate America. I've helped too many teams build into a better workplace. I've helped too many people inside of companies become a certain position that they were like, you know what? I thought I got blackballed at work. Too many people have come and elevated their lives because of what I've done. But that's not, I'm not saying that to toot my horn and say, because of me. I'm saying that because if I'm lazy in what I do, they don't reach the level. And I'm hoping that someone else comes along and gets them there. So what you're telling yourself right now is that whatever service or product you provide for people that you're willing to, because if you're talking about throwing in a towel already, you already threw the towel in. I'm just be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling them is you're not a dope enough person. You're not a you're not an impactful person. You don't have enough knowledge to elevate whatever or give somebody an experience and a feeling of bettering themselves, no matter what that is. Again, whether that's shoes, whether that's selling monitor screens, whether it's selling lotion, it don't matter. What you have to understand is, is that you were put here on earth for a certain reason. And if you're ready to throw the towel in, you're allowing someone to say, I'll just never get to experience whoever you are and I'll just proceed through life. If you provide a service to someone, you're allowing yourself to say, I'm not good enough at what I do for someone to move on with their life and never have experienced and never elevated themselves because I have something to teach them. And I'll be done with that. Yeah. I, I mean, like this, this could be a whole podcast in itself, man. Like I, I can't talk about mindset enough. You know, it's it's everything. It's everything you know you, you see it everywhere growth mindset success mindset leadership mindset whatever you want to attach to it everything you do starts with your mindset you know one of my old mentors says how you do anything is how you do everything and that is one of the truest statements that i heard you know he said if you half ass the little things you're gonna half ass the big things the major things in life how you do anything is how you do everything and you have to understand like like we we've alluded to multiple times already on this show everybody was designed with a purpose everybody was given a gift everybody was given a skill set a particular set of talents whatever you want to call it you have to understand your gift is not about you and see right right now that somebody gonna catch this later on somebody gonna catch this two three days from now your gift is not about you your gift is about someone else that's going to see it and it's going to impact their life. You know, you weren't given the, the skills of leadership or the skills of communication or, or whatever the case may be, knowing how to, how to be a visionary or knowing how to build and design things. That's not for you. So you're looking at, oh, my business isn't paying me what I wanted to pay me. It's not bringing in the followers that I wanted to, to bring in. It's not giving me the and let's keep it a buck for a lot of y'all. It's not giving you the the, um, the food to your ego that you want. See, a lot of y'all get into this game because you want to be rich and famous and, and have a, a million followers and walk around with your chest poked out, you know, and, and hopping out of cars and out of planes and all of this crap that you see on Instagram and Facebook. Well, first of all, newsflash, half of them are renting that stuff. But that's a whole nother um, conversation and a whole nother podcast. But your gift is not about you getting famous on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all of these other social media platforms. Your gift is about creating and designing something that is so dope, that is so impactful, that it changes someone else's life. And if you're just throwing in the towel because your ego isn't being fed 
and you're not getting the things that you selfishly want, you're wasting your gift, man. And I don't even know what your business is, but still, you're wasting your gift. If you're ready to throw a towel in because you're not getting what you want from it, fam, how many coaches have you had? How many consultants have you gone to? How much money have you spent on personal development? How many books do you read? How many podcasts do you listen to? How many videos do you watch? Or do you just look at stuff for entertainment value? Or do you just look at the gossip blogs? What are you doing to build your business? See, a lot of people are ready to throw the towel in because they're saying their business isn't working. No, it's you that's not working. It's not the business. Because let's keep it a buck. There's no one that's creating a brand new business. It's very, very rare. Everyone is trying to build a better mousetrap, as Kevin O'Leary says, but no one is really creating anything new. We're just showing everybody that creates their own business is trying to show people why their mousetrap is the better one to buy. There's a million and one coaches, a million and one consultants, a million and one cosmetologists, a million and one um, public speakers or, or whatever the case may be, life coaches and, and graphic designers and tattoo artists. The thing is, what makes you different? If you haven't figured out how to tap into your gift, tap into what makes you unique to pull that out and show people just why you are the top choice. And fam, no wonder you're not seeing the success that you want. But sometimes you got to learn how to get out of your own way. You got to learn how to get out of your own way sometimes. And a lot of people don't want to ask for help. That's why I said, how many coaches and consultants have you reached out to? How many courses have you taken? How much are you investing in yourself so that you can invest that into your business so that your business can invest that into your client and or customer? And, and check this though, Shannon. If you get into business putting a time frame on when you should be successful or I'm going to throw out the towel, you've already given yourself the out. Um, businesses take can take, I should say, a long time to build, right? Most of the famous brands and buildings that we see today and, and services that we buy, it took forever for them to build those. I mean, you start. most people wake up in the morning and got to have their Starbucks iced coffee or whatever you get from them. He got denied, I think, 450 times. Yeah. Like Our most, shows, yeah. most companies take forever and they take all the no's. And what, what happens is with these entrepreneurs is and these business people and honestly, just people in life in general, when you hear that no, it's like the world ends. But if you realize, like, once you hear the no, that's when the game begins. Remember when I said earlier, I said, I said, when you start to sell to people that are complete strangers, that's when the actual game begins. The game of life begins when you hear no first, mm -hmm. because now you should be telling yourself, oh, you said no. Oh, OK, cool. I'll prove you wrong. That's my entire life in a nutshell right there. From a child up until now, people continue to tell me no. And I continue to say, watch. You have to put yourself in a in a position to mentally think to yourself, how long is it going to take? Or really just put a stipulation if you're going to put time frames on it to say, by this time, I should be doing this, not quitting. I should be doing I should be having this type of impact. I should have scaled to this type because then at least you give yourself a time frame to say I'm working towards this as fast as I can. It should never be. I have a time frame to say by this time, if it doesn't work, then I'll just call it a day. Right. 
Toby Nwigwe is one of the one of the biggest artists right out right now, mm-hmm. popping all over the internet. And he said, I gave myself 10 years. And if it didn't, if it didn't happen in 10 years, then I probably figured rapping wouldn't have been there for me, right? But what it did for him though was he put a time frame on and he understood that by year 10, if this don't work out, which it should work out for me, then I will have to give up. He didn't say I'm going to throw in a towel. He said, I'm gonna have to give up at that point because that's the time frame I get. It didn't take him that long to get there because he understood I gotta put the work in because I gave myself a time frame for this. Some of y'all don't give yourself time frames on certain things that y'all are doing. You'll just say, you know what, whenever it happens, it happens. But mm-hmm. if you give yourself 10 years to buy a car, it's gonna take you 10 years to buy a car. If you tell yourself in five years I'm gonna get promoted, it's gonna take you five years to get promoted. Understand that you have to have a goal, but if your goal is already derogatory and you're telling yourself by this particular time I'm going, I'm going to throw in the towel, as you're saying already, I don't even know how long your business has been around. But if you're telling yourself that like, I'm going to throw in the towel already, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Just go, just go ahead and throw it in, because it sounds like you've already talked to yourself about this. But it would be, it would be a shame for people to not experience what you can give to others. For sure. You know, Henry Ford has one of the greatest quotes ever. It's, it's so simple. But he said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. One of the simplest statements ever, but one of the most powerful statements at the same time. All right, man, oh man, Tremaine, well, you, you got us going on that, that question, man. You're right. <laughs> Um, again, you know, I hope we didn't beat you up too bad, but we, we were just trying to get you to understand, man. You got to change your mindset. You got to change how you're operating if you really want to build this thing and get it going. Entrepreneurship is not for the weak at heart. You cannot wear your heart on your sleeve. This thing is chess. It is not checkers. There are going to be some days, some weeks, some months, some years that everything is great. There are going to be some days, some weeks, some months, some years where you're pulling your hair out. And trying to figure what in the world is going on. You putting a bat signal in the air, looking for help and all kind of stuff. You got to keep at it, man. You got to keep at it, man. All right. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to our part of the show where I leave you with this week's mind shift moment. Um, this is a pretty dope clip that I found. And it I swear it goes <laughs> so great with the question that we just had. Uh, it's from Les Brown. So let's check it out. Many people give up on the one-yard line where if they have the determination just to keep on knocking. It's a funny thing about life. If you're home one day and someone is knocking on the door and you say, I don't want to be bothered today. And if that person just keep on knocking, can you believe that fool's still knocking? Pretty soon you say, what is it? What do you want? And that's how you've got to be about your dream. Some people, well, I guess ain't nobody home. (laughs) I knocked on the door, but nobody came. I heard the television on and people were moving around, but I guess opportunity probably went out the back door. Oh, no, no, no. See, life is not just that simple. It's not that cut and dry. And that's why most people never realize their personal greatness, because they're casual about life. And when you are casual about life, you will end up a casualty. Man, oh man. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's, it's nothing else to even say off of that one. <laughs> like, that was a whole, right. t- a whole TED talk in, in a minute. 
Oh, man. Once again, this has been a Successes Within Reach podcast, season three, episode four. Questions from the audience with myself and Mr. Corey Sigu. Uh, we appreciate everybody for rocking out with us. Um, those that are going to stream this later on, make sure whether it's on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, whichever platform you listen on, make sure you leave us those star ratings and make sure you leave some reviews, leave comments, share it with your family and friends. Uh, continue sending in questions. We're going to get them on. Uh, like I told you all before, uh, for this season three, I'm having Corey on the first uh, show of each month. So keep sending the, uh, your questions in. You know we're going to give it to you raw, uncut, and real because we're trying to help you create the blueprint to your success. We're not going to sugarcoat it but because a lot of times that's what people need. You know, we, we're not here to hold your hand. We're here to tell you what you need to know and what you need to learn in order to create this blueprint to your success. You owe it to yourself to be successful in life. You were born to be great. You weren't born to be second place. So get that out of your mind. And with that, I remind you, uh, that we'll be here next week. Um, next Thursday, you can catch me at the Successes Within Reach podcast. Got anything before we head out, Core? No, I think, I think you said everything we needed to. All righty. Y'all stay safe out there and see you next week.